Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Autzen Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem. Eric Scopel is with me on today's show. And college football is back, Eric. Uh, college football is being played across the country in parts. Uh, and in other parts, it's not. And it's, it's a weird feeling. And we're going to kind of talk through this uh, as the college football season has started. But before we do, I want to remind you guys, you can subscribe today for as low as $1 for your first month of VIP membership. And after that, it's $9.95 per month. Uh, or you could go the annual route and get a membership for a one-time payment of $75.18. Covers, covers you for the entire year. Inside scoop on the Oregon Ducks, expert analysis and opinion. Read all the content across the 24-7 Sports Network. You get to read our stuff. You get to read the Ohio State stuff. You get USC site. You get the full story uh, by subscribing to DuckTerritory.com. Uh, $1 for your first month, $9.99 after that for the monthly rate. Or you could go and charge yourself an annual membership of $75.18. And that's a savings of $44 compared to the monthly rate. Save yourself a huge chunk of change by doing that. So. All right. Um, college football was played over the weekend. There's actually a game tonight, Eric, if you didn't know that. Uh, BYU takes on Navy, 5 o'clock ESPN. First few games were played uh, September 3rd, which is Thursday. No Power 5 team has played uh, a, a college football game first, uh, the first week of the season. Saturday was the first fall weekend. There was college game day. Um, there were about six or seven games played that one. Um, and for the most part, most of these games were either blowouts, uh, like really bad blowouts, or high-scoring affairs, some of them competitive, some of them not. But, Eric, for me, this just feels different. Um I, you, know, you and me, I, I'll speak for you. I think I speak for you on this one. Um, football is ingrained in our lives. You know, we, our lives. We've grown up around big time college football. Both of us being uh, people who have grown up in the Eugene community, where the University of Oregon is located. Um, I'm. It's. It's not. Uh, I, I'm against college football. It's college football is my Saturdays in the fall. College football, you know, my life evolves around Saturdays uh, in the fall for college football. And it has been that way for 20 years, whether I was working in this current job for the last 11 or before that. Um, but this just feels different because college football does not include the Pac-12 right now, does not include the Oregon Ducks. And for such a, so much of my life, I have been dialed into what's going on, whether it was as a fan growing up as a kid uh, or now professionally of what Oregon football is doing. And it, it's my interest is different. I, I, I'm, I hope this works out from a college football standpoint, Eric, but 
at the same time, I can't definitively say like I get fired. I was not fired up on Saturday to watch college game day. I didn't watch a second of it. And I didn't watch a single second of any college football over the weekend. And that just feels foreign to me. I'm surprised that I, I watched more than you did because I watched about one possession of Memphis-Arkansas State in between halftime of the Clippers-Nuggets game, and that was about all I watched. I watched uh, Arkansas State kick a field goal, so I did see some score, uh, points scored. But, yeah, like you, Matt. Um, and I think part of it is none of the, like who really is going to sit down and watch North Texas-Houston Baptist for like two and a half hours? I mean, like, the games that were played this past weekend I mean, really, Memphis or Arkansas State, you would argue, is probably the most interesting of the games. I mean, look, I got the whole slate pulled up here. None of it really moves the needle. Um, and, and so that's part of it. And I think certainly this weekend, you've got the ACC starting. You've got the Big 12 playing some games. So you, you do have some more notable programs playing uh, Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina, and Syracuse. You've got games like that coming up here on the 12th of September, you know, about a week from now. So that I'll probably be more inclined to sit down and check out some of that. I'll definitely want to watch a little of, of Oklahoma and Clemson, those games. But it certainly is different than in the past. And um, it was really weird yesterday sitting there and recognizing that it was September 5th. This day had been, in my mind, circled on the calendar for a very long time because it was when Oregon was supposed to open up its season. And yet, rather than being out at Austin Stadium preparing for a season opener, I was on my couch watching the NBA uh, and not really giving much mind, like you said, to college football in general. I, you know, I, I didn't even pay any thought to watch college game day. I really had kind of forgotten most of the way through the afternoon that there were college games to be watched until, like I said, I was watching the, uh, the Clippers Nuggets game and, and at half flipped over and found a, a little bit of Memphis, Arkansas state. So yeah, I think we're in the same boat here and it's really strange not seeing not just Oregon, but, the whole Pac-12 not playing this weekend um, is, is really weird. And it's just going to get weirder and weirder. And I think the further we get into this season, um, you know, the SEC starts in late September. And like I said, next weekend we get ACC Big 12 kind of debuting. I'll probably have a better idea of kind of where my interest level is at. But like this past weekend, it was basically zero. I expect it'll improve the next couple of weeks. And it'll probably get even a little bit more difficult to be removed from actually watching Oregon playing when we're seeing some of these programs we're so familiar watching on the field when Clemson's and Oklahoma's and this, you know, eventually Alabama's and Georgia's and LSU's are playing. That'll probably be a little different than what it was this weekend. But I certainly, I certainly share your, your sentiment here, Matt, in terms of like, this is the least I've cared about college football the first week on, uh, in sad, but you know, in September in probably my entire life. And for me, like, I can't sit here and, and, and say that in, in previous years, I wasn't interested. Like, I agree. Like, you and I both grew up in Eugene, and we both, you know, our, our connection to college football is through the University of Oregon and then through the Pac-12. And it just feels incredibly different. And I know it, it's like I should be fired up. I should be – excited and I, I kind of think a lot of duck fans can kind of relate to this feeling I mean I talked to a lot of my friends last couple of days and and they've said kind of the same sentiments that you said of the games the quality of game that was played and, and I agree like look no offense to Central Arkansas or Arkansas State or SMU uh, or UAB or South Alabama or Southern Miss um, some of the Marshall Eastern Kentucky. Middle Tennessee Army, uh, 
these guys put in just as much work as the power fives do. They put in, you know, they're, they're playing at the same level as the Oregon program is, as the you know, other group of five, power five schools are, are doing. But the quality is different, and I'm not going to get jacked up. I'm not going to sit down on a typical – a typical Saturday for me is get up in the morning, have breakfast before 9 a.m., sit down in front of the couch – and watch the Big Ten 9 a.m. game or the ACC, whatever game. Big 12 sometimes has 9 a.m. games now. You know, watch those, you know, two or three big games that include a ranked opponent or some kind of a big-name school, and, you know, watch those till about 10.30 and then kind of start doing a little bit of stuff around work and getting, getting ready to go to Autzen Stadium for myself and, and, and go back to the TV around noon to, to catch the end of the game and, and make sure that, to have lunch and do something around the house and watch the – typically the Pac-12 will have its first game at, at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. And, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to sit down and, and catch, catch at least the kickoff and maybe the first possession or two of each of those two you know, those two teams playing in that one from the Pac-12 perspective and keep an eye on the top 25. And next thing I know, it's 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 2.30, maybe, maybe close to 3. And – I got to get in the car to, to drive to, to the Austin Stadium parking lot. And I, you know, I get out of the car, get into the elevator to go up to the press box. There's a game on, t- on TV there. I'm watching that. Get into the press box. I'm, I'm checking the scores to see what happened while I'm traveling to, to the stadium. And, you know, so it's not just an Oregon thing. You know, I, I'm fully ingrained into it. And for me, it, it's, I'm, I'm curious to see how my ex- excitement level ratchets up next week. Because like you said – the games and the competition get better next week. You have Syracuse, North Carolina, which is going to be a decent game. Duke, Notre Dame, that should be a good game. Clemson, Wake Forest. Clemson's the number one team in the country. Obviously, they're, you know, they should win that one, but they're playing against, on the road, against a, a, a Power 5 team. You, you also got Texas playing UTEP, maybe not necessarily a barn burner, but UTEP's played a game already. Texas has not, and Texas is a big name. And, and so you've got some ranked teams playing. You know, number five, Oklahoma is playing. And so may, maybe when the competition gets better for me, I will feel more excited about it. But honestly, Eric, on Saturday, I was with my kids. We uh, checked out a house that we're looking at. We, we went golfing. Uh, we took the dog for a walk and never really once, it was really strange, never really once on a fall Saturday that I think I need to sit down and watch college football. Yeah, like I said, same same thing here. And it is weird because in theory, I have a lot more time to watch college football. Yeah, you, you want to. You know, if I wanted to, because like you laid out, I mean, my our Saturdays are consumed in part by being at Autzen Stadium and if it's a road game, dialing in and, and watching that and then being prepared to work afterwards. And not to sit here and, and you know, lay out how long of a commitment each day it is. But I mean, that's a pretty sizable amount that we aren't able to devote watching other games because we're covering Oregon. Um, this past Saturday, I really didn't have much to do. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm sort of self-isolating. I was in California last week for a family emergency. Um, and so I, I'm kind of not being outside trying to spend too much time with others. But um, I could have, I mean, I really had no, I had no excuse at all not to watch college football. And instead I spent most of the time researching my fantasy football team and uh, <laughs> and watching the NBA. So 
Um, you can see where my priorities are. Like I said, I watched a little, a minute or two uh, of Memphis, Arkansas State. But I think going forward, yeah, I'll have a lot more opportunity. And it might be a thing where by the middle of the season here, my desire just to have college football in my life is going to pull me in. And I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but pick a team from another conference and kind of have that be my pseudo team I'm following. Um, maybe it'll be Kentucky just because I guess Terry Wilson's their quarterback and he went to Oregon. And so that's like a somewhat of a name and he's playing in a power conference and their team's supposed to be, I think, okay this year. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to know exactly what I'm looking forward to. Um, and it does feel like some of it, some of the interest level in watching other games. And I don't know if I'm speaking for you, Matt, and maybe for the listeners, but has been through the guise of like, how does this impact Oregon? Um, you know, you know, when Oregon, especially when Oregon's ranked in a position to make a run at a college football playoff berth, or obviously in the past, the BCS, it's been, okay, let's watch Alabama because maybe they'll lose and that'll open things up for Oregon. I don't have really any, any incentive to watch these games from an Oregon perspective. And that in and of itself is pretty weird because like I said, usually I'm watching thinking like, okay, if this team loses, Oregon can jump them and that'll position themselves better to make um, a run at something, whether it's a Rose Bowl or, or, or like I said earlier, a, a college football playoff berth. There's none of that this year. And so I'm, I'd, be, I'm watching these, I'd be watching these games completely objective without any and, – and that's probably a good thing in terms of just watching something from a fan perspective. But it also is, do I really – am I motivated? And it'll be kind of a test of my, I guess, college football fandom to see midway through this season if I'm paying any more attention or if at a certain point I kind of block it out and just, like I said, focus in on NBA playoffs – um, and my fantasy football team, which has become my new, new, my new number one team, even though I haven't drafted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> week two of, uh, excuse me, week three of the college football season is going to be really light. I think that's part of the issue for me is there's not as many games. There's, there's literally four games. Uh, week three, September 19th of the college football season. Austin Pay versus Cincinnati, Charlotte versus North Carolina, UCF versus Georgia Tech, Citadel versus Clemson. Week four, I think if I, if I get back to normal levels, and I think I think Duck Fan too is going to. It's going to be an adjustment for Duck Fan because Oregon isn't playing, and it, just like it is for us. But I think week four is when I think I may get full on yep. college football fever. Here we go because that's when, like you said, the SEC is playing, the Big Twelve will be playing, the ACC will be playing. We have games. Like West Virginia, Oklahoma State, that just screams shootout traditionally to me. Uh, we have Kansas State, Oklahoma, which seems to always be a tough game. Florida, Ole Miss. Uh, we have Mississippi State, LSU. National champions make their first game of the year. Texas, Texas Tech. Alabama, Missouri will be a blowout, but it's Alabama's first game of the year. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. You, you've got some games now where you know some some big, bigger names are playing bigger names, and maybe maybe hopefully. Our interest, you know, goes up at that point in time. And week five, it, it's, it, it really kicks into full scale in terms of who's playing with all those games going on. But does things maybe change for you from a Pac-12 perspective with the recent announcement of daily testing? Does, does this provide a glimmer of hope, open the door for you to really get into the, hey, Oregon's going to play football. It's just – now it's just, is it going to be Thanksgiving? Uh, could it be December? Is it January 1? They're going to play. Now we just need to figure out when they're going to play. I, I think for me, it actually is pretty newsworthy. Um, I, I was on the record right after they made the decision back in August to postpone the season to the spring of just saying, I didn't think 
unless something big changed, I didn't see them actually playing. And now it seems like there has been at least one of those breakthroughs, one of those dominoes has fallen. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be significant in, in terms of my optimism for the Pac-12 eventually playing. And then I guess for college football, uh, or for the Pac-12 playing college football, which ties them into the season that's going in, going on. But it's so strange because it, it is also separate from what we're watching right now or what we will be watching soon. Um, I don't know exactly how the Pac-12 is going to tie into this thing, and probably they won't be tied into really this season that's taking place at all. Um, and so it's almost like I'm watching a, a preview season of other schools in September, October, November, and into December probably, and then the Pac-12, I'm watching a completely different sport whenever it is that they start. Not different sport in terms of like it's a different game, but it's not involved at all, which is, like I said in the past, been the way for me to be connected to the ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10, you know, and the other conferences is how does this impact Oregon? And, and these games, in theory, really wouldn't be, I don't think, impacting a Pac-12 season depending upon exactly how that gets, those get sorted out in the details. So it's really encouraging. I, I'm really excited by, I, I think for the first time, I now have some real, real optimism that they're going to play a season um, and maybe play a season sooner than later. That's one of the things Larry Scott said, even in the days after um, that announcement is that, you know, they can't discount the possibility of playing prior to January 1st, which before that had been really the cutoff date. So uh, I think it's exciting news. I mean, I think this is the first time we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, so Matt, you can jump in here and share your perspective. But I, I was really enthused by that news. I think that's huge for actually getting things underway, not just for football, but some of those other sports. But for me, in terms of it tying into this current college football season with those three major conferences playing um, and some of these smaller conferences playing, I don't know if it really moves the needle very much for me. I think maybe what would move the needle a little bit more is just when we do have some sort of definitive date yeah, we're playing um, on this date. That's going to that's gonna be really big for me. Yeah. I, I was pretty jacked up about it. I, I Internally, I'd never really kind of communicated this, I think, directly and clearly as I did now. But prior to the testing, I was kind of of the thinking of, I hope they play in January or February. I think they could maybe pull it off. But just the way things are going, knowing how the conference has reacted to, to COVID-19's you know, spread, it's kind of – when I see it, I'll believe it. When yep. the first kickoff actually happens type of a deal. Like deep down, I just kind of like, you know what, they're probably not – this probably isn't going to work out. It, I hope it does, but just the possibilities just seem you know, too far out there for them to, to hit it. But now that this daily testing has come and to hear and be on that, that call and listen to the doctors and listen to Larry Scott and, you know, the, the tone and, and the interviews that he's done since then, they seem to be more open to the idea of playing in January for sure. And as Larry Scott talks more and more, it feels like the possibility that college football in the Pac-12 could be played prior to January 1st uh, gets – stronger and stronger i'm not saying it's the it's the the the, the leader it's, or even trending that way it's not but at, they're at least discussing now the possibility of it happening if, if things go the way that they hope it, they go because of the daily testing capabilities so when that was announced that really kind of like okay yes they're gonna play now it's now it's just figuring out when are they going to play and, I'm, and like you eric i, I think when the conference comes out and says, 
Okay, we're definitively playing. We're, we're announcing our schedule. Oregon is going to play Utah to start the year, or Oregon is going to play Colorado to start the year in Boulder in January 13th. Uh, and then the next week they're going to play Washington on, on January 20th. And I have no idea if those are Saturdays or not, but I'm just, just picking numbers out. And we, and we get definitive dates of the season starts here and fall camp can begin at this point and players are, are reporting on this date, which Oregon has done. Oregon has told their players they need to be back into Eugene September 20th, uh, which will be uh, a week of quarantine. And, and then they begin their, their 12 week preparation uh, you know, training program. And, and so I, I think it was a big step. It, I'm not all the way there in terms of, yes, they're going to play and they're definitely going to play on this date. Um, but it's a big step towards that direction. And I think it's something for me that it, it, it's a welcome sight. It's good news and it's good news for all the sports. I think, um, and you, you said it there, it's not just big for football, but it's big for everybody and all sports in the PAC 12 could be playing in some capacity, uh, in you know, early 2021, which is going to be a, a real big boost, I think, from listening to Duck fan, listening to other fans in the conference, and just seeing the reaction. Like we need, we need these sports, and from you know, a social, from just a, a being in tune with ourselves and being out there and enjoying you know, the, the pastimes of college athletics again, this would go a long ways in just easing uh, a lot of people's stresses. And, and, and look, I, I'm, th- these are athletes that that's their full job, you know, to do is to serve and, and provide entertainment for, for the fans. But I, I think you could, you could argue that even the players, like this, you know, this has probably been some of the most stressful times that they've ever had. And if they can get back to some kind of normalcy for them too and do it safely, everyone wins. I, would, I think it just, let's be honest, we need some good news. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of like really down stuff recently and I, we don't have to run into all of what it is, but just hearing the Pac-12 taking a step towards something was huge. Um, and, and I think you're right. I'm sure the players are excited about this too. They have to be. Not, not only is this create some sort of momentum towards playing, it also creates momentum towards, you know, diminishing their own fears about, COVID-19. I mean, the, the, the testing will be very beneficial for the student athlete, for everybody involved in easing concerns of, you know, let's be honest, what you see around the country, I think Tennessee just postponed or canceled their scrimmage this past weekend. Um, 44 cases. Crazy number of cases. Uh, you're, I think Houston and Rice also postponed their a game recently due to concerns over cases. Um, you know, this testing element is massive and I think huge for the Pac-12 I'm sure it should add, a, a, you know, ease a lot of concerns for the student athlete themselves getting into this. And, and again, I, I just think you have to be, this is a positive news story and there just haven't been very many recently, especially with the Pac-12, especially with college football at West. So um, let's hope that this is just the start of more good news and that we have sometime, maybe even by the end of this month, we have a real clear picture of what a Pac-12 college football season looks like, whether that be pre-January 1 or, or like Matt suggested, sometime in January, because I think that would be a real boost to everybody's uh, morale of just like, hey, 
they said they were going to have a season. Now we know there's going to be a season. Here are the dates. I know they've already set dates before and pushed it back, but I think given the new testing and the optimism uh, that we've heard, I feel really good about the next time they announce a schedule, it's going to be a schedule that we actually get to those dates and we actually play those games. Now people are going to wonder how quickly can they turn this around? Like, yep. like when, when can they play? How quickly can they play if, they, if, if things go in the right direction that they want and can they get out there and start playing? Conferences said it to, you know multiple times. University of Oregon said it multiple times. They need six weeks to get their athletes onto the training field, start warming their you know do the build up, do training camp, and then be ready to go for college football. Um, so the, the the popular date right now is being thrown about for the Pac-12, potentially even the Big Ten, of starting their football seasons before January 2021 is right around Thanksgiving. So just we're going to use that date um, kind of loosely as kind of like the the, the unofficial start time. And if you go back six weeks from, I think, November 28th, which is a Saturday, October 17th is is six Saturdays prior to that date. So right around October 12th, October 9th, so less than about less than, just over a month away from this playing out and being a deal in which teams are are going to start doing their ramp ups to getting themselves ready for college football, and so we could know here in the next couple of weeks really if January if a, if a, if a Thanksgiving you know start date for the college football season is possible because that's something to look forward to because if if it is. In about a month's time, they're going to start. They're going to really start ramping up to get ready for a college football season. So there's some light at the end of the tunnel. We're not all the way there yet. We still got weeks. We still got potentially months to get through. But it, it feels like for the first time in a long time, Eric, there is good news. And so I'll end it on this. I didn't watch a lot of college football last weekend. Don't know how much I'm going to watch this weekend. I'm curious. Duck, you know, Duck fan, Pac-12 fan, Big Ten fan as well, they're having to find new things to do on, on Saturdays in the fall that typically are, you know, in and around college football. Um, I am probably going to be golfing more. School is starting for my kids, so, you know, getting caught up on around stuff around the house because of, you know, in-home learning is still going on in my household. But I'm curious – what people are doing and you could let us know in the comments. I want to know what Eric's going to do. How are you feeling this extra time that you normally devote to football, Oregon football? Is it just watching other football games or are you, are you taking the opportunity to do something that you normally don't get to do? Matt, I'm going to be playing a lot of pay talk. Um, <laughs> and I knew you probably expected I would say something similar um, for the, those listening. It's a, it's a game that's very similar to bocce balls, but it's the French version. I, I play it probably 12 hours a week anyway. Um, my Saturdays might just be Peytonk marathons. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> in terms of what I'll be watching, um, like I said earlier, I, once those Sundays start rolling around, I'm going to be glued to the NFL with my fantasy football team, which has basically become my new college football team, even though they're not playing the same sports. Uh, but that's that's how diehard I'm going to be about my fantasy team this year, which given how the past couple of years have gone is probably a really poor use of my emotional energy. But hey, there it is. Um, and then and these NBA playoffs I'll be watching. Um, I don't, Golf, Matt. I'm not good at golf, so you play or else, tonk, though. You're outside. I play, play Peytonk, so I'm not doing stuff. Um, 
So there'll be some of that and uh, yeah, some things around my place that I need to get settled in as well. But uh, yeah, I don't expect a lot of college football here until probably when the SEC starts playing, um, just because I think that's when I'll maybe feel a little bit more prepared to jump back into that. It's going to be interesting. Certainly fun to see football back. But for me, and I'm sure for a lot of you, it's just not the same. And it probably won't be until the Ducks are playing back on the football field and the Pac-12 is playing as well. So hopefully let us know in the comments, how are you spending your free time? Are you all in on college football, even without the Pac-12 being involved in it, without the Big Ten being involved in it? Uh, let us know. Give us a, a like and a review for this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use to listen to the show. And remember, you can subscribe to DuckTerritory.com for as low as $1 for your first month. And join our great Oregon Duck football, Oregon basketball, Oregon recruiting, all things Oregon Duck community for as low as $1 for your first month. Ferris Scopel, I'm Matt Prem. Thank you for listening to the Odds and Audible's podcast. Talk to you later, folks. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.